Before the pre-roll last week, I hadn't talked very much on the show about the struggles that my wife Kara and I have experienced over the last couple of years. Uh, Kara is a very private person and doesn't like our personal lives to be on display to the world, but we are in a desperate situation. Seventeen of you answered my plea for help and donated this week, and I want to say how deeply grateful we are to those of you who opened your wallets in our time of need. Longtime listeners know I like to thank people by name who donate, but for now, I think we'll just be thanking you as a group, and I may start thanking five people a week or something, but we haven't really decided how to handle this yet, so if you have a suggestion, then please let us know. Uh, Last week, I asked for a $1 per month donation from all of you, uh, but that was a poor choice. I didn't realize at the time that PayPal doesn't use a simple percentage for the processing fee, but rather 50 cents plus 3%. So when someone donates a dollar, I only receive 47 cents. I know it is hard to remember, but a quarterly donation of a few bucks or donating five to six dollars a couple times a year will work better. For those of you who missed last week's pre-roll, I'll recap a bit. As some listeners may know, I used to own a beverage company, but I lost it during COVID and I ended up selling it for less than 1% of what it had been worth. And then we had to move. Kara and I uprooted our whole lives and moved across the country while Kara was in the second trimester of her first pregnancy. Kara is an absolute inspiration. She's the strongest and bravest person I know. She had never even visited this place until she got on a plane while carrying a baby to move here permanently. Then she launched a new business here a month before her due date. I have also had some rather expensive health problems, mostly brought on by stress. I had a kidney stone, and they had to do a scan of my abdomen to rule out some other health problem and to determine the size of the stone to see if I would need surgery. I got that bill last week, and luckily insurance picked up most of that, but I still owe $1,100, and that's due on Christmas Eve. I don't like to beg for money on the show, but I don't feel that I have a choice. We have a lot of bills coming due and more to come. We have been producing this content for you for about four years now, And we have over half a million downloads, 113 hours of content, 200 episodes, and I was always just happy to bring in enough from donations and affiliate commissions to pay for the cost of producing the show. I've never been paid for the hundreds of hours of work I've put into this show until now. This show has never been about making money. We are so thankful to everyone who just listens and benefits from it and shares the show with others. I know others have lost and suffered more than me. And I'm not going to ask for a lot. There are about 2,500 of you who are dedicated listeners, and I really need most of you to donate something, even just a few dollars. I don't want this to be a burden, but all of us can spare a little, and the value of what we have produced is far more than a few bucks. I normally say that donations and affiliate commissions will be used to support the show, but this time, those donations will be used to pay the medical bills and for baby supplies until our new businesses here get rolling. You can set up a monthly donation using PayPal or any credit card by going to MessyStudioPodcast.com and clicking the yellow donate button at the top of the screen. The donation will appear in your statement as either Core Publication Management or Tick Digital Media, which is the new LLC that I will be using to pay taxes and manage the business expenses for the podcast. Once again, that's MessyStudioPodcast.com and click the yellow donate button and please send us a couple dollars. I really appreciate all of you.
I also want to mention that the baby can come at any time. So if we miss an episode within the next few weeks, that's why. That's all for now. On with the show. Hello and welcome to The Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Tickner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. On today's episode, we're going behind the scenes of The Messy Studio. We have reached a milestone here at The Messy Studio that we are excited to report. We recently surpassed half a million total downloads of our episodes, which we first published in late December of 2017. This week also marks our 200th episode, and we are also coming up on our four-year anniversary as well. We're proud of our podcast and grateful to our many listeners. And to celebrate, we decided to talk today about the podcast itself, how it got started, how it has grown, and the challenges and rewards of this project. With me, as always, is Rebecca Kroll. Hello, everyone. Well, when I saw that we were nearing the 500,000 downloads mark, um, you know, it really struck me. It was just kind of amazing and kind of humbled, really. <laughs> just very grateful that so many people have have tuned in and joined us over the past four years. And then thinking about that together with our fourth anniversary and 200 episodes, which is the one today, it, it really is feels pretty monumental, <laughs> at least for us. Uh, so it seemed like time to reminisce a little and feel good about all of this. And we also, of course, want to say huge, huge thanks to all of you, our listeners, um, and it, this listenership that is international and is uh, all sorts of people uh, that are that are tuning in every week. So, um, and I thought it'd be kind of fun to talk about a little bit to start about how how we began with this idea and how. Um, you know, it was a pretty simple idea at first, just it would be art related and it would be basically conversations between the two of us. And then when we came up with the tagline that it was going to be about art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general, I think that was kind of an acknowledgement that these are conversations and they're going to be sometimes broad ranging, um, but with with at least a main focus on art and um, also entrepreneurship and art business, and that um, we kind of see where it went. So there have been lots of different topics over the years. Uh, lots of <laughs> right. It's just uh, yeah. So I I was thinking about the first day that you came you came up with this idea and you approached me on it. I remember I was standing in the kitchen in the house in Wisconsin and. You said, you know, I've been thinking like we we could do this project together, and I said, what project? And and you started talking about a podcast, and I honestly didn't even know what a podcast really was at that point, <laughs> which is pretty funny. I mean, I knew they existed, but I don't think I'd ever listened to one. And um, of course, I I immediately thought, oh well, I don't know. That sounds pretty overwhelming, and. Um, it it really it really was fine even from the beginning. It really was just talking and you know coming up with an interesting topic, doing some notes, and then having that having a conversation. And um, 
and and recording in the beginning in what we would fondly call the messy closet, which was the right. walk-in <laughs> the walk-in closet in our bedroom, and the the clothes you know hanging were were very actually very good acoustic uh, situation, maybe better than it is right now um, to have all that you know fabric around. <laughs> but we always had to sort of clear a space. <laughs> Well, and I and I still am recording in a closet, so. Oh, well, life goes on. <laughs> I, I wish I had that big of a closet anymore. I don't. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of one of the priorities we were looking at when we when we were shopping for a house, um, is that I, I needed a space that could be a dedicated recording booth. And this, this isn't the only audio, audio recording that I do, um, but... Uh, it was it's uh, it's been a very big part of our lives for the past four years. And, and certainly most of my recording experience is recording the Messy Studio podcast. Yeah. And, and I think that it's been <laughs> it's been an evolution and a variety of places that we've actually recorded, um, you know, that physical part of it. Sometimes it's been in not very great conditions. And sometimes some of the interviews have been in. Uh, cars or you know someplace that seemed uh, like there would be pretty good acoustics when say when I'm out some you know traveling somewhere and interviewing somebody so we just we just have always uh, figured it out and and made do and um, I was also thinking about when we had to come up with a name because we were just just getting started and, and thinking well what would we call this thing and I remember we we were thinking of things like, oh, you know, art talk and art conversation, things like that. And then um, I was kind of half joking, and I said, "The messy studio," and you loved it. <laughs> well, it's we so both... you, you know. It's, it it really captures <laughs> what you're all about, you know, and and not not being too constricted by uh, things being too orderly, and and it, it also I think it captured. Um, what, I mean, we're kind of all over the place in our conversations and it's, uh, when you're, when you're doing a podcast, um, you want, you want to kind of start with, with something that you're already pretty familiar with. And so we were already having these conversations, these conversations on a regular basis and, but it's hard to like nail down, you know, what exactly are we talking about? I yes. mean, there's. <laughs> they're so they're so broad, so it's uh you don't want to constrict yourself, um and but you also want to go after a niche, you know, and so there's a there's a, a balancing act there, right? And I I I think that the way that we have always described the podcast with that you know list of things that we'll consider, they're all related in some ways, and um and that gave us the latitude to simply converse at times, and you know do things we we usually we have notes that we work from but we're not scripted in that sense so you know we take off and talk about other things as they occur to us but i think it's also a good focus um we're we've been pretty consistent about what we will or won't you know talk about and i think that's that's really been helpful i when i look back at the list of these 200 episodes <laughs> i mean it's it really strikes me that it covers a lot of ground. It has been and continues to be a challenge to 
come up with weekly topics, um, and that's not going to stop. But it also strikes me how deeply we've gone into certain topics and touched on them uh, maybe in the beginning and then come back to them with a little bit different perspective. And obviously, in four years, we've both grown and learned a lot. So I hope that it, you know, I think it does keep things fresh, even if we cycle back to certain topics, because that's how the brain works, right? We learn things, we go on, and then we reconsider and come back. And um, it's it's just a really organic process, I would say, when I when I look back at all the different things that we've talked about. And I think your your input as being in your 30s, being an entrepreneur, somebody who grew up with an art background, I mean, all that stuff is, it really helps keep things moving, you know, keeps, I mean, you ask great questions, you make great comments, and then that's what makes it a real conversation. I know sometimes I have a bit of an agenda about things I want to cover, you know, that's, that's the teacher in me. Well, right. Well, and, and thank you. And, and I really appreciate that, but you've really definitely like loosened up over time and you've, you've really fallen into this role. Um, and, uh, it's, it's really impressive to see how, how you've grown. And I remember when we first started, you had no idea what we were doing. You had no idea what a podcast was and <laughs> right. you were, you were so nervous, you know, and, and the, the idea of even like a hundred people listening to this for you was just like, oh my gosh, so many people. And, and I now <laughs> like as somebody who, who started having no idea how to podcast or what a podcast was, uh, you have episodes which are ranked in the top ten percent of all podcasts. It in order to to achieve that, you need thirty four hundred downloads to an episode, uh-huh. and and you've achieved that many times over. We we have some with yeah lots of downloads. Yeah, and I don't I don't think we have any in the in the top five uh, percent. Um, but but we have several episodes that are in in the top ten percent of all podcasts. Wow, I had no idea. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to freeze up and get nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Just it remember, is, you've it, done this 200 times before. <laughs> I know. And it is, I mean, when you actually think about the numbers, it is kind of scary. I mean, and often I have the experience of, of meeting someone and they say, oh, I, I listen to your podcast or I listen to many, many of your podcasts. And I always have this moment of feeling really exposed and vulnerable because when we're just like, talking like know? this, <laughs> and when we're just talking like this, I, you know, we don't imagine that there's all these people listening and it, and now I'm getting nervous. I have to change the subject. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to us, it just feels like we're talking on the phone. I know. I, because we are. We are talking on the phone. That's how this works. Um, and I, you know, another thing that has happened over time is that our podcasts have gotten longer. I remember in the beginning, some were only 20 minutes, 25 minutes, I think was kind of normal. And now they're averaging more like 10 minutes longer than that. And I think that's another aspect of sort of loosening up and <laughs> going with the well, flow. Right. And, and I... I think honestly, we could go longer um, at, at a, uh, in a lot of circumstances or on a lot of subjects. But we we like to keep these podcasts kind of a, a manageable length because we do understand that most podcast listeners uh, listen to a, a large number of podcasts, and mm-hmm. having 
some that are just short little half hour or 40 minutes. Um, I mean, there are podcasts out there that regularly run two or three hours. Mm, and That's and so a commitment. Yeah. In order for us. To, yeah, exactly. And so in order for us to like find our space, um, it's a little bit easier to uh, to reach listeners if things are a little bit more condensed and focused. And mm-hmm. you know what? We can we can do another one next week. <laughs> and so, yeah, right. uh, you know, it's. It's uh, it's very it's very good for our listeners and it's good for us too because I, I think a lot of people don't understand just how much work goes into producing a podcast episode and right. for every hour of record time there are several hours of of mastering and editing and mm-hmm. uh, you know I have to review the the entire podcast episode at least once but typically two or three times yeah um, and so there's there's a lot of of labor that goes into this. Right. And, and I, you know, that's, that's always been your, your thing to do all that, um, all the tech stuff, (laughs) all the editing and, um, anything, you know, the, the, uh, other publicity, um, and the, um, just the kind of business aspects of it as well, the ad reads and things like that. So, that's kind of the nuts and bolts that that you take care of and then my thing is more like figuring out the topics um what to say and you know i i think what what strikes me every time i prepare the notes for one of these is that um how deeply you can go we do go into a particular topic and it is kind of a function of being focused and then having say 35 minutes to get into this and you might pick a topic that seems like uh, not that in depth, you know, and then as you start to write the notes and things, all this stuff starts to open up. And so I, I end up, you know, really thinking deeply about some of the stuff that we talk about and which I think over time has really unfolded for me. And it's been, it's been really good for me personally to think in depth about, um, you know, a lot of the topics that we talk about are are sort of basic um, uh, studio practice and kind of um, for, in the sense of uh, being an artist, kind of mental health for artists, you know, <laughs> kind of what, what do you need to uh, keep going to stay positive, to deal with rejection, to, you know, all these things that kind of the emotional side of, of being an artist that can plague people every single day and you know the voices in your head and all there's so many things that we've talked about aimed at helping people just feel good about um, themselves their artwork but at the same time being realistic being able to uh, to grow their work to be self-critical uh, in the positive sense and those are all important topics that if you're just say taking an art class uh, at a college or a workshop maybe they may not be addressed i mean this is more personal and those topics have always been interesting i think let's take a quick break to talk about what's new from cold wax academy rebecca and her partner jerry mclaughlin want you to know what's ahead for the remaining live weekly sessions of cold wax academy's fall quarter three guest artists are scheduled to appear before the end of the year And several Cold Wax Academy members will also be invited on to discuss their personal and unique ways of working. These sessions will provide an exciting wrap-up to the fall quarter's focus on technique. 
Winter Quarter will launch in January with new topics, guests, and opportunities for interaction. As always, members have access to recordings of all previous sessions, including everything from Cold Wax Academy's first year. It's easy to join as a new member anytime, and your favorite sessions are always available to watch again. Please visit www.coldwaxacademy.com for details about membership levels and to sign up for a year of fascinating learning experiences. And watch for some exciting holiday specials on Cold Wax Academy products coming soon. So once again, visit Cold Wax Academy at coldwaxacademy.com. All right, let's get back into it. Yeah, and I, I think that we have a special um, ability because we obviously have known each other for over three <laughs> decades. Yes, and, indeed. And we do have this rapport. We, we're very familiar with each other. Um, and uh, uh, one, one of the, the, I think, the most popular podcast um, right now is uh, the Joe Rogan Experience. And whether or not you like Joe Rogan, um, you really have to understand that, that this is a guy who understands his craft on a level that almost nobody else really does. And he says that you need about two hours with somebody before you can kind of go deeper with them. Right. Um, and I think that because we have that that relationship already, it's much easier for us to dive right in and get to the heart of something and really, really get into the 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 meat of an issue um, that uh, that all, all many artists are, are struggling with. Yeah. Um, and it's it's something that that I think that is a, a unique offering of our podcast is that we do have that ability to really get into something in a very short amount of time. I think that's really true. And I, I know from uh, interviewing other guests that. You know, it, it takes a lot of focus and preparation, I think, to be able to talk to somebody you don't know as well uh, and get into something meaningful in within half an hour, 40 minutes. Um, it's just like you meet somebody and you're going to have some small talk and whatnot. So, so yeah, we, we have that um, interesting and really good aspect that... Um, that we have this connection, um, absolutely. <laughs> from although I, I will say you didn't have a lot to say about art until you were, oh, maybe four or so. You know, like you know, we <laughs> right. didn't we, we didn't really get into it when you were a baby, but starting you know pretty early on, there was quite a bit going on there. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's decades of understanding and conversation, and just kind of you know we get each other so. That is, I mean, I don't, I don't know how many mother-son podcasts there are out there, but <laughs> I think it's unique for us to be doing this. Um, and I, I looked up a few more. Uh, we have, you know, obviously on our website, we have the ability to look up metrics and statistics and things. So I took a little dive into that this morning to, to just kind of look back at what we've done. So switching gears a little bit here to sort of facts and figures, but I think they're pretty interesting. So the the demographics of our listeners uh, are interesting because consistently over time, about a quarter to a third of our listeners are tuning in from countries outside the United States. So, and right now it's about a third of our listeners um, are in other countries. And uh, they, the countries are topped by um, 
uh, Canada, UK, Australia, and Ireland. Um, but there's also this category that uh, on the on our metrics is just called others, <laughs> and that is almost forty thousand listeners. So it's pretty amazing, and we we thank all of you <laughs> who are listening around the world that this is this is a worldwide thing and. Again, it's absolutely um, astonishing and humbling to realize that that's happening. Well, and one of the the focal points of our podcast is travel. And uh, I, I wonder how many of those downloads are from people who are who are traveling, working, um, studying abroad. Um, you know, it's it's it'd be very interesting, I think, to uh, to dive into that a little bit deeper. Um, yeah. and maybe our listeners can kind of reach out to us and tell us like, you know, are you a resident of of a, another country, um, or are you on a uh, a a period of travel, um, either for work or for school or for your own um, your own self enjoyment? Yeah, that's a point. I hadn't thought about that, but it has stayed very consistent over time. That there's a large portion of people listening outside the country, so I think that would indicate that there's. There's a good number of people who are residents of other countries. And I know for sure, I've talked to people in Ireland and people from UK who say they listen. And it's just, it's really, um, it's wonderful. And and understandably more from English-speaking countries. Yeah, it's not surprising at all to me that there are people who, uh, uh, because you've been to these other countries and you've taught workshops and mm-hmm. there's, there's a connection there. Um, there but is. it is interesting to me when I see... Uh, downloads from places where not, neither one of us have ever been in person. And right. so that's th- that's something that I wonder about is how people are discovering this podcast, um, you know, from around the world. Yeah, it's fascinating. I mean, it's it we do this and then it's out of our hands <laughs> so <laughs> with, with good results. Um, and I was I know we've talked about this before, but as far as we can tell, we have about twenty five hundred listeners who listen every week. I mean, it's like they're sort of waiting for the episode to come up and they listen right away. And we can we can see that with our um, statistics that come in by the week and by the month that it's, uh, that's quite a few people that are, you know, really loyal listeners. Um, and then there's probably lots more people that when the topic appeals uh, to them specifically, you know, they'll tune in, maybe not every week. Um, but we have heard from a lot of listeners that never miss an episode and then also from people who have just found out about it and they're, they're catching up. So they're, you know, in between times, they're listening to some of the older episodes. Um, and, and as we've said already, there's a lot of them. There are 200 now. We only missed a couple of times over the four years until this summer when we took an official break because we were both moving. But up until that time, I I don't think we ever missed more than a few. Uh, So it's been a very dedicated thing every week to do this. And so basically, then that means there's there's a lot of information. There's a lot of topics that can be accessed uh, by looking at the archives of what we've done, and um, you can you can use the search function on our website to to locate any particular topic. And it's been interesting for us to notice which topics get a lot of interest or, or downloads. And um, the most downloaded episode we've ever had 
um, has over 8,000 downloads. And that one was number 13, which was called Diving into Abstraction. <laughs> and what we've noticed over time is the topic of abstraction has always generated a lot of interest. Um, we talked about it in a lot of different episodes. Um, there's about 10 or so where it's been you know, featured, it's in the title, but it, it comes up a lot uh, as we're talking. And so uh, that's, that's really interesting uh, to me. And I appreciate that, um, that people want to know more about it and that hopefully I have something to say about it and you have something to say about it and to bring more understanding to the whole topic. So um, the, the second most downloaded um, episode was, I guess it was our first one, which was the introduction where I was probably really nervous. <laughs> and that was just, yeah. <laughs> that was just about, basically about me, I think, like, you know, my background, so on, to uh, establish my credibility or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of afraid to go listen to that episode right I now. Know. <laughs> but I, I think probably we should. It's. Well, I, I, I think that we would probably go back and listen to it and be, oh my goodness, we need, I know. To, we need to re-record this. <laughs> well, and that, that one also has over 8,000 downloads, so... <laughs> We, we could be 8,000 times embarrassed, maybe. Um, but the third one I thought was also interesting, the third most downloaded, was The Habits of Successful Artists. And that was, again, pretty early on. Um, and that, you know, I think that topic, that title, just kind of grabbed people that you know, it, and I, it was probably rather simplistic. There are no easy answers to what makes a successful artist, but there are also some really basic things, and I, that's what we talked about. Um, that you know, practice and dedication and all those things are are important. Um, another really popular topic over time is has been anything to do with art business, um, and so that's <laughs> frankly not always my own strong point. Uh, but it's something you're very interested in, and we've had some really good guests um, that have come on. And the, so the fourth most popular episode was our interview with um, Dave Gita of Bold Brush, and that was such a good one. We're, we were just, just talking yeah. about maybe getting him back on. Um, very informative and really nice guy. Yeah, I think we would love to get him back on. So, And then there's some, a couple of other people coming up that are going to uh, address the same topic, and it, it's very uh, it's very important to people, and it's it's uh, really good to hear from people inside the field. I know we've done at least one or two interviews with um, gallery the gallery owner Dan Addington, um, and uh, that's another interesting approach. You know, the sort of the inside view. So um, Anyway, uh, as I said earlier, a big focus has always just been art practice and handling all these different aspects of studio life, both emotionally and practically, on a practical level, because we've also done uh, a number of episodes about visual elements, about design, composition, you know, these kind of uh, things that we encounter all the time in the studio, um, just, you know, making good art, <laughs> color, composition, mark making, texture, all that stuff that we we deal with, we think about and and again they sound rather simple but there was a lot to say about all these things. And I remember the the uh, one we did about color 
was about working intuitively with color, which is pretty much what I do. And I, I sort of meant to counter the idea that you always have to know a lot of art of color theory and so on. It doesn't hurt, but it can also be intimidating. So some of what I feel like we talk about is a bit of debunking some of the myths or the standards or the rules that as artists we accept or we figure, well, that's the way it is. And sometimes um, it's not, I mean, I can look at it from a different point of view and say, not necessarily, you know. Um, I remember another one we did about uh, the comfort zone. And we're always told as artists to get out of our comfort zone. And I think the one of my points in that was, hey, we need we need a comfort zone as a baseline to operate from as well as to grow from. And so it's not necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> so I kind of enjoy shaking, right. shaking up some of those ideas a little bit, but, but thoughtfully and with depth and trying to bring in other aspects that um, say, Hey, you know, it's okay. We don't have to abide by these sort of precise rules or things that people may think we have many listeners who have only started to do art maybe later in life. And so it's it's harder to sort things out, I think, when you're sort of coming into it without a long time of experience to, to realize what, what works, what doesn't work. So it's always been something that we, we try to help people with that. Um, so another big thing that we've taken on are interviews and and we don't do a whole lot of these it's always been kind of a limited number just because our focus obviously is on our own conversations um but there have been some pretty amazing ones and i i'm sure you would agree that the most profound and touching one ever was our interview with jim sherbarth that we did this summer oh absolutely it was, yeah. I, I get a little choked up just thinking about it because he was in the last days of his life and he he wanted very much to talk and talk about his work, talk about teaching and his own experiences. And so we, we sat with him and recorded this and um, his voice is weak, but he is Jim and anybody who knew him uh, appreciates that interview, I know. Um Another really touching one, and kind of along the same lines, was a number of years ago I interviewed um, the artist Stephanie Dalton, who was uh, coping with uh, grief after the death of her husband, and talking about how she worked through that with her, with her own artwork. Um, and there's just been lots of different artists and have having interesting things to say about their practice. Um, and I've discovered that I really like to interview people. That's that's something I've learned. Um, doing the podcast. I'd never really done that before. And I love it. I love just asking questions, see what people come up with and kind of probe a little bit and try to um, get to the heart of what, what they're about. Um, and we, like I said, we've had art biz experts on there interviewing. Um, we've had two different writers, uh, Henry Martin, who wrote um, a biography of Agnes Martin no relation, but uh, he did a, he, he's uh, Irish, but he came to New Mexico and researched her life and wrote a very interesting book. And then just a couple of weeks ago, we interviewed Laurie Rosenwald, a 
New York artist who's written a kind of a fun book about um, creating chaos in your life on purpose. Um, and we've had several uh, interviews about collaborative projects where people uh, came together to create uh, artwork. And those are just an interesting topic. So uh, those are, I mean, the interviews have been have been fun. They're kind of an aside, in a, you know, from what we normally talk about, but I think they've been good. And um, another thing we've done for the podcast is very once in a while, I'll put up something on Facebook and ask people to contribute. And those have been interesting. I remember one of our most popular episodes was about what car to buy if you're an artist. And it was amazing. Yeah. Oh, we got so many responses and ideas. And, and I was thinking about buying a car at the time. So it was very self-serving, of course, but <laughs> it helped me pick a car. And it was I was just amazed because it's such a practical thing, but people got really involved and in it and it was fun and um i don't know another one i can think of was we asked people for like tips and hacks that they use in their studio for storage and different things and that was that was a fun one too people had some really great ideas so um it's it's fun to involve listeners and we will continue to try to think of of ways to do that because uh you know then it it feels more like there are people out there and they are interested and they have great things to say. Um, and I think, you know, along those lines, we're always open to suggestions for, for topics. So feel free to let us know if you have something in your mind that you'd like us to talk about. Um, I, I know uh, it's, it's probably really hard and, and I'm, completely ambushing you with this and you haven't had time to think about it but are there is there an episode that just stands out to you as like that was one that I really enjoyed not one that I enjoyed no one that you did enjoy and maybe maybe you would like to talk about one you didn't enjoy too but <laughs> oh I don't know <laughs> well I would say there have been times when we we stumbled around a little bit. I remember there was one that we never published and that was early on we thought, what would happen if we didn't really have a topic? What if we just, do you remember <laughs> this? We said, oh, let's just say, oh, what's been happening with you? What's been happening with you? It was just terrible. <laughs> yeah, it didn't go well. <laughs> so that, I think maybe if we tried that again, it might go better. But yeah. <laughs> in, the, in our early days, I think we didn't, we weren't able to just kind of work off the cuff as well. Yeah, um, it yeah. Was there one that you really liked, though, that well, when you look back on it, you're like, man, that episode was, was really good? You know, and, and you are putting me on the spot because I can't think of any specifically, but I would say that the ones that I particularly enjoy, I think, are the ones about, um, about studio practice and about, you know, staying focused and digging deeper and being open to change and all those things that are important to me personally. And I, I feel that I get pretty invested in those when I'm talking about them, um, those kind of topics. So they're, actually, when I look back over all the titles and all the uh, ones that we've done, there were so many that I looked at just the title or the brief description, and I thought, what was that about? <laughs> because it's been going on for years. And so they, they do kind of blur together. But is there one that you feel that way about? 
Well, I, I do tend to like the ones that are a little bit more focused on on business. Um, I that that's kind of what I, I'm really passionate about, you know. Particularly when I'm speaking with artists, because mm-hmm. and I, I've said this on the podcast before, but um, if if you're not selling your work, and I mean, if you don't need the money, and this is a something that you do for your own enjoyment, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But it, uh, most of us are in a stage in life where we have bills to pay. And we need to make money. And if you're not selling your work, then you're maybe working a, a day job or something. And you can have the most amazing art in the world. And if you're uh, working at Walmart or something, then you're not able to focus on your work. And I, 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 it's something I'm so very passionate about is, is because it's something that I think is completely missing from most like art school curriculums is how to actually make it. As, as an artist without having to have some other kind of job that you're doing. Um, and so there we've had a number of episodes. Um, we, uh, we had an interview with, uh, oh gosh, what was her name? She had the, um, the like encaustic hot box thing. Oh, Paula Roland. Um, Paula Roland. Yeah. And we need to yes, get her Paula back Roland. on. <laughs> yeah. That was a really good one. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, we did, uh, uh, like an episode about like side hustles, which I think are is a, a very good positive way to yes. um to not have to have a, a a normal job that you're tied to and still be able to pay your bills and and make it. Um, and so those are the things that I I tend to enjoy talking about more. Um, and and that I think uh really makes a difference in people's lives. Um, you know, we could talk about art theory until we're blue in the face and, and we have, and I think it's very good <laughs> to talk about art theory and studio practices. But if, uh, if you're not able to make sales, then you're not able to focus on your art. And it's, I think that we tend to think of marketing and sales and branding as kind of negative things that draw us away from our art. But I think that the opposite is true, that these are the things that, that make that enable us to continue to make art. So yeah. that's those are the episodes that I tend to get a little bit more passionate about. I do like um, there's one that comes to mind that I I remember you you having a little bit of fire in your belly talking about um, influence versus copying. Oh, that I, I thought that that was a really yeah. good episode. That was, and, and it's important. And so I, yeah. I like it when you. Yeah, you know, you're such a, like a, a mild, you know, like very, <laughs> very like peaceful person, you know, very like trying to make everybody happy. And I mean, that's that's such a wonderful quality. But when you get a little bit riled up about something, that's I I, I really enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, stay tuned because I was working on some notes about um, social media. So, <laughs> oh, goodness, <laughs> <laughs> that's coming up. <laughs> I do have opinions and I do, you know, I always have opinions, but you're right. I, I tend to softball things pretty much, (laughs) but, and I, I think it's great that you and I have these different things, different passions. So for me, art marketing is kind of, well, a necessary thing, but I'm not that excited about it. But, um, you know, for you, it's really exciting and you convey that. And so, I think it's great that we have these different differences and what we're fired up about. Um, well, and people just, they kind of think differently about these things. They, I, uh, I was talking with a friend of mine uh, a couple days ago, and uh, she, she was talking about how, uh, I think she referred to it as like OCD creativity or something like that. But th- just this, this sense of like wanting to kind of create order out of chaos and, and, having a little bit more of a structured or process oriented view towards 
uh, creativity mm-hmm. and art. And I think that that's yes. something that, that is is very well represented by, um, you know, people like myself who who tend to go more into kind of like product design and, uh, you know, marketing and branding and things like that. And it's it's like it's something that the art world tends to kind of shun, you know, but it's uh, I think well, it's, it is it's very all important. Creativity, and, and, though. Right. Yeah. And for some of us, it's like it's there's just something about it that's like I can I can see the difference that this is making. You know, and I like mm-hmm. when when somebody goes from, you know, having to, to work a job that they hate in order to support their art habit to, you know, their art habit becoming their whole world. I think that that's such a wonderful thing. It's absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm with you. <laughs> so uh, I think the last thing that that we should just touch on is kind of going forward Um and I know we're we're probably going to go over our forty minutes here, but <laughs> yeah, I um, think so. That's fine. This is episode two hundred. Right. Let's have fun. <laughs> yeah, let's have fun. So going forward, and we we do have you know some good guests lined up already. Some interesting, uh, really interesting people. That what's starting to happen now is people that we don't know are are sending us proposals and some of them you know I look at it no that's not right for us but there've been a few recently that I thought yeah that sounds great and um so that seems uh like a sign too that we're we're reaching a wider audience and people are paying attention and wanting us as a platform to talk about what they do and so we'll we'll have a few of those coming up um and I would just say uh you know, as listeners to keep uh, giving us feedback, tell us what you'd like to hear about. It really does help. And sometimes, you know, people request things that we feel like we've covered a lot already. So we might not do that, but always open to new ideas. And um, as far as, um, you know, just physically keeping things going, we always talk about the um, the the Dick Blick, uh, the Blick Art Supply um, connection, that affiliate link. And we were just talking before we started recording today. It really does help. We get 10% of your purchase and it doesn't cost you anything. So you just have to bookmark um, the link that's on our website. Yeah. And when you messystudiopodcast.com slash Blick. Yeah. And it, it's super simple. And you're, you're, everything looks exactly the same. I mean, you go right to the Blick website, there's no difference. Uh, just it just shoots us ten percent of your purchase, so <laughs> that's really great. And and of course we are also always really happy to have donations. And I know uh, Ross has had a bit about to say about that. And um, so these things are important, really, because of the amount of work that goes into into all of this. And we hope that you appreciate it and kind of show that. And and also by uh, giving us likes and sharing the show. And I know, Ross, you've often started the show by saying it's the way we grow, you know, by you sharing this with people that you think would like it. Uh, and I'm, you know, I, I have to do more about that myself. I find myself often saying something about the podcast and whoever I'm talking to says, what, you do a podcast? <laughs> so I could be a little self, more self-promotional about that, I know. Uh, anyway, if you if you like the podcast, you know you can you can do those things to help us out and help keep us going, and uh, we will carry on. All right. Well, do you have any final thoughts to wrap up this episode? Oh, there's so much. I mean, I'm just kind of overwhelmed sometimes at 
at everything that has come about and we have put into the podcast. It's just been a really rewarding project and it's been a rewarding collaboration. And and for you and I, I mean, it lets us have these kind of conversations every week. And, um, you know, we talk to each other and we're talking to this fairly big audience as well. And it just feels pretty amazing. And, and I think that we've learned a lot doing it. I mean, some of it some of it's technical, you know, just making things work and, and getting our feet on the ground with everything. But, you know, as I said earlier, there's also this kind of deep dive into different subjects that that we we do in order to present the material. And so um, that has been so interesting. It's It's just never boring. It's always something that is engaging and um it's just exciting to see what unfolds when we once we start talking about it and and so for our listeners we we really hope that every time you listen you take something away that's helpful or hopeful into your into your own life and your studio yeah and that's really what it's all about i mean we've we we've tended to bring in enough from affiliate commissions and donations to kind of not have to be sinking money into this because um, it is expensive to produce this content. Um, but really, it's it's not about making money. This is this is very likely never going to pay my bills or, um, and it's it's you know we we can uh, you know we plug uh, Cold Wax Academy in every episode and and so there is uh, some benefit there for us. But really, it's just about wanting to give something to people that they can use that benefits their life and that makes a difference. And if, if, if this reaches one person and makes a real big difference in their lives, then it's mission accomplished as far as we're concerned. Yeah, I know. And it helps to think about who, who, who is benefiting and who are they and, you know, and, and getting occasional feedback about it is really rewarding. So we're feeling good about all this. We hope you are too. All right. Well, that just about wraps up this episode of The Messy Studio. For more from The Messy Studio, please check out www.messystudiopodcast.com and sign up for the email list. You can also find The Messy Studio on Facebook, as well as public profiles for both Rebecca Kroll and myself, Ross Tickner. For more from Rebecca Kroll, please check out www.rebeccacroll.com and Cold Wax Academy at www.coldwaxacademy.com and sign up for the email lists to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. The Messy Studio Podcast is a core publication management production. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. In the meantime, embrace your creative space, messy or otherwise. Thanks, everybody.